the morning, you gon' wake up in the morning. Fuck, I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any of Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. Don't feel like you really not popping. Until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all show, man. I know really? you got to be a big-time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be, be big-time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the Yes, good morning. It's the Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. Charlemagne must be running late. Uh, and DJ Envy is on vacation, so I'm here holding it down. Even though the past two days have been crazy, yesterday was Angela Yee Day. And I had a big event in Brooklyn. It's my first year doing something for Angela Yee Day. And I want to thank everybody who participated. It went really well. Now, at first I was nervous because it was raining. And it kept raining off and on throughout the day. But then I was told that in Jamaica, rain is a blessing. So that rain was actually a blessing. But a lot of people came out and showed support yesterday. I had a great time. Again, like I said, when I did Angela Yee Day, one of the main things was I wanted everything to be free. Good morning, Charlamagne. Peace to the planet. What's happening, Angela Yee? So this was at Restoration Plaza in Brooklyn. And we had Wingstop was out there. When I tell you, they were out there from like 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock and did not run out of free wings for everybody. Because they got plenty because everybody been going to Popeye's and um, Chick-fil-A this week. So they got plenty. How does Wingstop feel about this chicken war? They don't do, I don't, well, I don't think it really affects them. People just go there to get chicken wings, all different flavors. So they're in their own lane. It's a different niche market. That's right. Please, don't get in the chicken sandwich lane, Wingstop. But, yes, yeah, so they had the lemon pepper wings out there. When I tell you, people were going crazy. Uh, Essentia Water was out there. Miss Jessie, shout out to my girl Miko. They were out there. We did a braid battle on the stage. As I still have my braids in today. Why is it so dark in here? The New York Public Library, Drink Fresh Juice. This is my press juice company. They were out there, the bakery on Bergen. Um, Harlem Preparatory School. Everybody was out there. I will graduate, and they gave me an award, Small Business Services, Uptime Energy Drink, of course, Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. Top Pop was out there. Oh, we did Double Dutch Aerobics, and that was really fun. How did fun. that go? So, first of all, Double Dutch is a great workout, but they came down here from Atlanta, and they're able to teach people how to jump Double Dutch literally in less than a minute. So there were people out there who never jumped Double Dutch before, and they taught all these people how to jump Double Dutch. I've never learned how to du- jump jump Double Dutch. And I grew up around so many black queens who knew how to double dutch, and I never uh, could properly learn how to double dutch. Every time I would try to jump in, both ropes would hit me. Yeah, so how they teach you is first you jump in and you hop on one foot, then you hop on the other foot, and then you just put them together. Are the people that's teaching this black? Yeah. Okay, good, because I would be very pissed off if some white people then went and freaking co-op the double dutching and making money off it. No, 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 no. They're black people. and So they did a great job. And a lot of kids don't know how to jump double dutch today either. But when you know how to jump double dutch and you know how to do that well, it does look amazing. Now, VP Records provided a lot of the entertainment yesterday. And we had some special guests. Hood Celebrity came through. It tow it down. Uh, Flip De Niro, who's from Brooklyn, he came by. And the kids were super excited about that. What I love was seeing a lot of families out there and a lot of kids. The kids were all in the front by the stage having a great time. So... Uh, shout out to everybody who helped me pull off Angela Yee Day. Christopher Martin brought out special guests. Busy Signal was a special guest who stopped by. Naomi Cowan, Dubby Magnum uh, was there. Noah Them Poa. two fools. Dubby Magnum and Na- Naomi Cowan. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Why I, 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 fools? I, they are. I thoroughly enjoyed them yesterday when they was up here. 
Naomi ain't no fool. Well, they'll be on the breakfast Dubby's club. Dubby's a goddamn fool in a good way, though. I don't Tomorrow, mean like a, for Freaky Friday. Yeah, I don't mean in like a uh, like she's an ignorant person at all. I just mean like, you know. You had a good time. She's a whole fool market, yes. <laughs> we had a good time with her. And so a lot of special uh, things happen. And the West Indian American Day Parade, which is like the biggest parade in New York, that's happening Monday. It's always Labor Day weekend. So this was a nice start to that. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to all my Caribbean people, too. All right, well, listen. That was great. I'm glad Angela E. Day went well. And uh, we got a great show for you today. We got Marianne Williamson. She'll be here uh, uh, next hour to talk about the politics of love. Um, I guess she's she's still a 2020 presidential candidate, even though she didn't make a, make the, the next debate. Yes, and uh, we'll tell you who dropped out of the race after not making the next debate yes. also. And, but but Marianne, uh, is, is, you know, she's more than just a presidential candidate. If you know Marianne, she's a New York Times bestselling author like 12 times over and just a very positive person. I used to... I love listening to her on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation, but I just got past the note. We have an iHeartRadio world premiere right now. Oh, we do. Now, you know, this just makes my, 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 my cold heart, you know, warm because this is a new record from Juvenile featuring Birdman. Wow. And Lil Wayne. Okay. Called Ride That. So it's a little mini Hot Boys reunion right here. Okay. Let me hear what this sounds like. I haven't heard it yet, okay? It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club, iHeartRadio World Premiere. Ride that. Juvenile featuring Birdman and Lil Wayne. Let's get to it. Drop on the clues bomb, goddammit. It could be my down south bias, but that record is tough to me. Juvenile <laughs> featuring Birdman and Lil Wayne ride that iHeartRadio world premiere. It's so tough, I'm going to just ignore uh, Lil Wayne's dated bars. He had a couple of dated bars in there. Fat like Star Jones, drink lean like Paul Wall. When the last time Star Jones been fat? When the last time Paul Wall drank lean? Right, Paul Wall definitely hasn't had lean for quite some time. And Star Jones ain't been fat in a all. long time. Mm-hmm. Like, stop, come on now. Unless that's an old well, verse. Well, maybe it's an old verse, yeah. yeah. You're right. But either way, it's a tough record. Who am I to be nitpicky? Uh, we got front page news coming up. No, right now. Well, yeah, we're going to do that right yeah. now. So Senator Kirsten Gillibrand has dropped out of the presidential race after finding out she is not going to qualify for the third round of debates that Why? are happening next month. Why give up so easily? She said, today I'm ending my campaign for president. I'm so proud of this team and all we've accomplished. But I think it's important to know how you can best serve. To our supporters, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now let's go beat Donald Trump and win back the Senate. All right, one down, about 15 more to go. Now Kamala Harris... Born on Twitter, my friend Senator Gillibrand is a brave voice on some of the most critical issues facing our country today, from child care to sexual assault. She is a champion, and I know she's not done fighting for women and families everywhere. Donald Trump even wrote something on Twitter. He sure did. He said, a sad day for the Democrats. Kirsten Gillibrand has dropped out of the presidential primary. I'm glad they never found out that she was the one I was really afraid of. Well, that's good. I'm glad Donald Trump is showing a little vulnerability. What is he talking about? <laughs> He's afraid Shut of her. Up. Jesus, he's afraid of her. <laughs> All right, Forever 21 is preparing for a potential bankruptcy fight. No! Forever 21 can't die before Rainbow. So they do have some negotiations that are possible with some possible lenders, but those had stalled, so they're getting ready just in case. They have more than 800 stores all over the world. I remember being in, where was I? I was in Mexico. I was in Riviera Maya, and I was freezing, and I was like, I got to go somewhere and find a sweater. And they had a Forever 21, and I was like, oh, look, Forever 21 is everywhere. Sometimes we think that stores like that are just here in the United States. but I thought people still like Forever 21, though. 
Well, they must be having some financial issues. Dang, what's next, Zara? You know how I found out Forever 21 had a men's line? Wow. When little Duval came up here with a Forever 21 bag. He had a Forever 21 bag? Yeah. Really? And I was like... What are you doing with that? They have, he said they have men's clothes. I don't know. That sounds like Atlanta fashion to me. Maybe, that it, like, or maybe it was kids' clothes. Like, that sounds like Duval might have picked that up, picked that little fashion tip up in Atlanta. All I right. I don't know about that one. And also Hurricane Dorian, it did manage to bypass Puerto Rico, but it did hit the Virgin Islands, the British and U.S. Virgin Islands, and they uh, hit the U.S. Virgin Islands with 80-mile-per-hour winds. So right now we're looking for Labor Day. They're saying that it's possible that it's going to hit Florida. That's what they're anticipating Labor Day weekend. That and sucks. It, it could be in Georgia as well, and they said it might not even spare parts of the Carolinas, so everybody is on the lookout to see what could potentially happen. Yeah, that sucks. The uh, Labor Day weekend in Florida, I'm sure a lot of people was headed down to Miami and other parts of Florida to enjoy Labor Day weekend. Yeah, now I was actually plans supposed... plans are canceled? I was... I had canceled my plans. I was going to Miami. The mayor, actually, there was a food and wine festival out there happening. Mm. So they're rescheduling it now because of the storm that's supposed to hit. That sucks. You can't do nothing with Mother Nature, by the way. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. That's right. Now, if you want to get it off your chest, if you want to tell us why you're upset, if you want to tell us why you feel blessed this morning, reach out and touch us right now. 1-800-585-1051. We are all blessed. Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are doing Get It Off Your Chest. It is The Breakfast Club. Who is this? Morning. This is Brian. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? What you want to get off your chest this morning? Um, I want to get off my chest. I've been going through a rough divorce for a couple years now. Um, but the reality of the situation is it's because this court is so sexist that I'm pissed off because I'm in a situation where the roles are a little reversed. My soon-to-be ex-wife is military. She's high-ranking. Um, I was a stay-at-home dad for our two baby boys. Um, and when it's all said and done, I'm walking away with nothing. If I was a female, she'd be walking away with everything. Custody, at least half of that, half of everything, plus retirement. You know what I mean? Everything. I walked away with $600, and that was it. Whoa, so, no spousal um, support, nothing, huh? Nope, nope, no spousal support. I got to pay child support right away. Um, the paperwork just got signed in June. They're dragging their feet for the next two months, but uh, I got to sign it and basically sign my life away. And I'm starting over from scratch. You know what I mean? I, I don't really have much. I'm doing landscaping work, so I'm starting from scratch. I do agree with you, man. I think things should work both ways. If she's the person that was the breadwinner, you should get what a woman would get. Thank you. Yes, yes. You'd think at least something, anything, even property value. You know what I mean? Property value, savings account, whatever. Something? No, nothing. They don't even care. When I went to bring it up, my own lawyer said, I don't want you to get held in contempt. Sound don't like you had a bad there. lawyer. Oh, my God. My lawyer, I, I don't even want to get into that, man. I realize my lawyer is uh, just, he's in it for money, obviously, like most of them, but I couldn't believe, he knew her lawyer. Come to find out, they knew each other and stuff. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yep. Different situation. So, yeah, I got screwed on it, but... Yeah, that's the that's the world we live in. That's the core system we live in. Well, I bet you next time you'll 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 think twice about whose club you shoot up. <laughs> you did him right. You actually, man. To be honest with you, I was like, this is a secure this is a secure move for me. You know what I mean? She's got right. together. She's going places, and uh, yeah, we just it didn't work. It just didn't work. And they uh, they don't give a about the men in these situations. That's for sure. Well, let me tell you something. This is what get it off your chest is for. I'm glad you could call up here and vent, sir. No, <laughs> hello. You called us. It's get it off your chest. You mad or you blessed? I'm mad and I'm blessed. Okay, who are you okay, talking to? Okay, that's a good balance. Who were you talking to just now? Who were you talking to? 
I was talking to my man. Okay. Oh, okay. My name is Amanda. Hey, Amanda. And I'm from I'm from Erie, PA. This is the first thing that I'm mad about. I was upset because we got a lot of bad reviews for our viral boat ride. And I felt like... Oh, I saw that. That's where the fake two chains and the fake Khaled was at? Right. Yeah, that wasn't right because we got a lot of people in Erie, PA that represent right. It's just that, you know, that day, some people, you know, just didn't do a little better. But Erie, PA got a lot of beautiful people, a lot of good-looking men and women, and they do know how to dress. Well, tell us about this boat ride because I don't know what's going on. I posted a picture of it. It looked terrible. (laughs) Wait, wait. Wait, but I, like I said, there's a lot of people in Erie, PA that do know how to dress. There's a lot of men and a lot of women. And a lot of people that they were talking about, you know, there were some people who did not dress right, but then there were a lot of people that they were talking about who I thought looked very nice, and they did not know who they were talking about. They're very known in Erie, PA. So, so this is so this was your boat ride? Yeah, this is my boat ride. I wasn't on it because I had to work, but I was mad because that's my city and everybody's talking about it, and I don't like that because, you know, we yeah, on the map for the wrong thing. Yeah, it definitely looked like y'all took pictures of the wrong people and, <laughs> and posted them. <laughs> That's definitely what it looked like to me. But, like I said, in Erie Defense, we do have a lot of good people in our in our city that know how to dress, that that get money, that do it all. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. We don't believe you, baby. Okay? <laughs> all right? Those pictures told us a lot. So y'all go after Sean and Prove another time at another party. We having it up. We have another party. We're having a yacht party, and everybody go show out. Are you going to be yeah, on that one? Because you weren't even on this last one. I'm going to this one. <laughs> Maybe y'all should try another color. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. White might be a little too di- uh, clean for Erie, Pennsylvania. Y'all get dirt. Y'all get dirty quick. What? Yeah, man. Oh try, wow. Try black wow. or something. <laughs> I'm just saying. I ain't saying y'all dirty. I'm just saying that it looked dirty on that boat. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. All right. <laughs> I thought you was going to shout your man out or something. I'm going to shout my man out, Maurice. I'm with him right now. We're on our way to work. We're Ma- about to go in now. Maurice is a good dude. Tell Maurice stay away from them bum-ass boat parties. <laughs> Have a blessed day. All right. Well, we are taking some more calls. Forget it off your chest. So call us up, 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning, it's The Breakfast Club, and it's time to get it off your chest. Now we have Tamika on the line. What's up, Tamika? What's going on, everybody? All right, now you have an announcement that you want to make this morning. Yes, I do. Um, I just wanted to say... Man, when you got a good woman, you need to treat her right. And if you don't, just get the hell on. And I just want to say, Kevin, leave me alone. I'm done. Because when you know better, you do better. How long y'all been together, baby? Uh, Four years. What did he do? He cheated on you? Yes. How old is he? 38. Okay, he a little too old for that. But, you know, men mature a little bit later than women do. Is he a good guy? Is he a good man other than the cheating? Uh, No. Oh, well, that's from then. All right, so let me ask you this. How many times did you catch him? Uh, every time. So what was the last draw for you now? Um, still in my car and... Um, oh, yeah. Have a nice day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, still in my car and doing what he do. Yeah, you made oh the right my decision, God. my love. Okay? All right, bye, Kevin. <laughs> have, have a blessed day, okay? All right, let's get you it up the right your chest. Choice. We have Gwen on the line. What's up, Gwen? Hey, Angela. This is... Uh, oh, you know me. I'm Gwen. So I have an uh, office space, and there's this guy that's there that 
as his family gave him a big chunk of money to get his business started mm -hmm. and he just he cannot relate to me so he does things like he got a network extender that blocked my internet for three days and he didn't understand why it was a big deal that I couldn't work for three days. It's like, if I don't work, I don't get money. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a therapist, so I only get paid with the, by the work I do. Right. Just everything about him is just, he's just completely oblivious mm -hmm. as to why people like struggle or, you know, how entrepreneurs are out here trying to, trying to get money, but he's just like, because he, he's never had to deal with that. Right. And and if you try to explain these things, like if you try to say like, you know, hey, it's really important. I know you need your network boosted, but uh, or you can let me connect to your Internet. And it's just like, well, we'll, we'll get the issue fixed and things of it. It's like you just don't get it. And he's two years younger than me, which makes it me even more mad about like just his existence. You shouldn't be calling the radio station. You should be talking to him. That's how you make she him aware. She says she tries. Have you, have you really sat down and really told him what the problem is? Nah. I mean, to be honest, I haven't told him he's a problem, but I've tried to express how some things are a problem to me. You sound like you're not good with confrontation, so you should write him a letter or send him an email. <laughs> well, you read me. I'm not. I'm not. I did, I did tell him about it. But um, I didn't, I didn't like kind of go off about it or anything. Write him a letter. Yeah, you know, you don't want to explode at some point and be so mad that it just irritates you and you explode on him. Write him a letter, baby. Yeah. Write him, I'm, I didn't mean to call you baby, but write him a letter, send him an email. <laughs> All right, I'll try that and see how it works out. All right, good mm -hmm. luck, Gwen. What's up, Michael? What's going on, baby? You ready to get it off your chest this morning? What you I'm gonna do? To get it off my chest this morning. I'm trying to sing something, let my voice be heard. Nah, we good. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Well, what you going to sing? Shut up, Charlamagne. Here we go. Come here and let me talk to you. Keep doing what you're doing, baby. Dinner's going to get comfortable. I'm not trying to intrude. But the way that the body moves, I mean, one of those things for you, I can see making visible. I told you we was good, but you ain't want to listen. Give me five minutes and then I can fit this game to you. Do what you're going to do. I told you we was good. Right. Okay, I heard it wobble. I just want to talk. He's just going to ignore you. I want to talk to you, baby. I told you we was good and you still humming. Woo! I'm trying to make it mother. Get the farce ready. He kept going. Get the farce drum. <laughs> yes, fart. Michael, yes! Fart all over your vocals. If you were my lady, I'd be my husband. Ass gas all over your vocals, bro. Sound crazy. You keep that in it for changes here a minute. Give him a nice wet one. Now, right on his tongue. Michael, yeah. I need you to do something for me. I need you to sing It's the Breakfast Club, but I need you to really hold it. Nah, Michael, we good. Uh, we need this. Go ahead, Michael. Why are you putting all listeners through this? It's the Breakfast Club in the morning. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Michael. We're using that. Have a blessed day, Michael. 101.051, We're nationally syndicated, sir. <laughs> a lot more stations than one. All right, well, that was a great way to end Get It Off Your Chest this morning. <laughs> uh, you know, we do this every single morning. So coming up after that, as we do every single morning, we got the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off. He's on vacation. He got his Labor Day weekend started early. I'm going on vacation, too. And so are you, right? You goddamn are. right. 
<laughs> I can't freaking wait. I ain't even here right now. <laughs> but let's talk state of the culture on Revolt TV. It's this is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Yes, so Revolt TV has announced a new co-host, and she's a friend of all of ours. So, congratulations to Ebony K. Williams. She will be joining the cast of State of the Culture. Drop on the clues, bonds for Ebony K. Williams. And that show is back on September 9th. She said, "I'm excited to join this dynamic team and bring my unique viewpoint on social justice, culture, and entertainment to Revolt." I stay ready to tackle tough topics. My goal is to help advance the dialogue with the expertise I've acquired as an attorney and national TV host. Salute to Ebony K. Williams. Uh, I'm interested to see how this works. You know, I think very highly of Ebony K. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that her area of expertise when it comes to discussing legal issues is very necessary in our culture. And I just want to see how this meshes because I don't really see Joe and Remy and Jinx talking about legal stuff and political stuff. Uh, it's intertwined with entertainment, though. Like, you see everything happening with Meek Mill. She can give her perspective on that. Is Everybody always has something legally going on, whether it has to do with the music. Ain't that sad? Whether it has, <laughs> I mean... No, you're right, but ain't that sad? When, it, when you're making a lot of money, I think that tends to happen to people in all facets of business. Like, you always have lawsuits coming up. You know, you have other issues, and it's hip-hop. Yeah, I'm just interested to see how this works out. Joe, there will be no yelling at Ebony K. Okay? If yeah. you raise your voice... She will at set him straight. Exactly. You raise your voice at Ebony K, it's going to be consequences and repercussions and donkey of the days. All right. Well, let's talk about a judge now since we're talking about law. Judge Mathis. Now, this valet is alleging that Judge Mathis spit in his face. And Judge Mathis is denying it. Judge Mathis actually went on TMZ Live to defend himself against the valet's allegations. Check this out. First of all, it was a 40-minute wait. And when he came, yes, I uh, yelled at him and asked... Why would he take my car for 40 minutes or the keys to my car? And he began to apologize. And then he said something I think of, I went to the store or something that was more ridiculous than the apology. And so we had a little verbal back and forth. And that was the extent of it. It was no spitting. Not yeah, apparently, like he, yeah, he had to wait for his car for longer than 15 minutes. But the valet is saying that they can uh, do a DNA test for spit on his shirt. Yeah, but I don't like stuff like this because it's so simple to spit in someone's face, especially if your tongue is set up like mine. You know what I'm saying? How's your tongue set up? If I, if, I, if, I, if I let three S words fly in a row, you're getting spit on. You know what I'm saying? I Yeah, I don't think that he means an accidental spit. What he's trying to say is that he did like a whole <laughs> spit. Hey, you never know, That's man. Y'all might say sliding in the centra and be, you be wet. Now, the valet's lawyer is saying there are at least two witnesses who can back up his story. So he's filed a police report for assault and Detroit detectives are investigating. Does Judge Masses strike you as a spitter? Kind of does, right? Um, that was weird. It seems like the person that'll spit on you, right? I don't know about that. But, I mean, I think getting spit on is one of the nastiest things that can happen. Highly Imagine disrespectful. somebody spits on you. Highly Ugh. disrespectful. Highly all, disrespectful. All right, Paul Mooney has just canceled the show. He's taking some time off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, why? <laughs> you know why. Because of the allegations? Now, there were these allegations against him that uh, he allegedly, according to Richard Pryor's ex-security, molested Richard Pryor Jr. If the allegations aren't true, this ain't the way to prove it by, by, by taking, taking some days off. You got to stand front and center. So he was supposed to be performing at the Atlanta Comedy Theater. Now they are offering full refunds if you were going to go to the show. And they also gave out free tickets for future shows. So that was yesterday. So there you have it. Has Richard Pryor Jr. said anything else about this situation? 
not yet. He he said he's not going to comment. So he, yeah. he spoke to TMZ. They caught up to him, and he just didn't really want to talk about it. He said anything that happened happened when he was a teen. Yeah, and clearly, clearly something happened. I mean, you could tell by his reaction on. He wasn't like, no, that's yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> clearly, clearly something happened. Well, the good news is, if you had tickets for Paul Mooney, you can now see Faison Love or Donnell Rawlings. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Donnell. Donnell yes, and Faison. Okay. <laughs> Donnell's replacing Paul Mooney? Well, I think it's other shows, so they're saying you can use those tickets for when they come into oh, town. Oh, got you, got you, got you. So that yeah, means too. Paul ain't even rescheduling. <laughs> he out. All right, and there's a sign on the Atlanta Highway now that is renamed for Tyler Perry oh, Studio. Mm-hmm. Drop one of clues bonds for Tyler Perry, man. Lord have mercy. Originally, the sign said Fort McPherson. Now it says Tyler Perry Studios. He said, driving into work today, I saw these signs on the highways being changed. My eyes filled with water, knowing what God has allowed to happen in my life. Atlanta has truly been the promised land for me. I came here with nothing, lived off Sylvan Road, ended up homeless and starving, but I was always praying and believing. I will never forget when a guy at the Township Auditorium in Columbia, South Carolina, the dude who used to run the township, I don't even know if he still does, this white dude, he spoke to me years ago, and he said that Tyler Perry was actually in a play. And Tyler Perry uh, didn't get paid from the play, to whoever was running the play that night. So he didn't have no money to get back home. Eek. So the guy at the township gave him $300, and Tyler told him, one day I'm going to pay you back. And Tyler came back and hit him off when That's he not- when he prospered. Oh. <laughs> so at, at the time, Tyler was homeless, living out of his car, and so he needed that $300. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a lot. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah, so to see, to see him go from that to now having his own goddamn signs on the highway to go to his own studio, man, drop on the clues bonds for Tyler Perry, man. Are you going to watch his movies now? No. Damn. I watched some of them. No, I came up off Tyler Perry. I just feel like, you know, Come on, uh, it, got, it got it got, it got, got kind of redundant for me. Nah, you know? he got some good movies I now. saw Nobody's Fool, though. I watched Nobody's Fool. I watched that, too. Yeah, I watched Nobody's I seen, Fool. I, oh, I've seen, I think, every Tyler Perry movie. I think I've seen every single one of them, too, and every TV show. Because when you start off with somebody watching... The family like, that prays. Family that prays. I saw that. Daddy's I mean, Little Girl. Daddy's Little Girl is great, mm-hmm. by the way. But when you start when you start off like going to his plays and watching his plays on video and then watching his TV show and movies, you kind of stick with it. Okay, well, you know good. What I mean? Well, stick with it and uh, see what you could be the next Tyler Perry, everybody listening. By the way, you don't have to like somebody's work to respect their business either. Like, there's nobody who got a better business sense than Tyler Perry. Yeah, but I still support him just because of what he's doing for everybody and giving so many jobs out to people. I do try to Absolutely. make sure, certain people I try to make sure I support. Absolutely. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Now, we got front page news coming up, Yee. Yes, we are going to talk about who has dropped out of the presidential race. You know, yesterday they announced who was going to make it to the next round of debates. So somebody found out they didn't make it and is now dropping out. What a quitter. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. I'm not even going to front. I love that goddamn iHeartRadio world premiere. We just played Juvenile featuring Birdman and Lil Wayne. Ride that. But keep in mind, I'm 41 years old from the South, so I could be biased. You know what I mean? I'm even I'm even even ignoring Lil Wayne's dated bars about Star Jones being fat and Paul Wall still drinking lean. Can you imagine hearing that record if you're either one of those people? You're like, <laughs> I don't drink lean no more. And Star Jones like, I ain't fat. Well, you're, you know, Lil Wayne's in his own world. Lil Wayne giving people a complex this morning. Uh, Angelique, we got front page news coming right now, right? Yes, let's talk about the next Democratic presidential debate. Only 10 people have made the stage for this. I'm not mad at this. So they're narrowing it down. So let's talk about who made the stage for the next debates. Joe Biden made it. Cory Booker made it. Pete Buttigieg made it. Julian Castro made it. Kamala Harris. Amy Klobuchar. Beto Rourke. Of course, Bernie Sanders made it. Elizabeth Warren and Andrew Yang. Those are the 10 Democrats who are qualifying. Kirsten Gillibrand has now dropped out of the race. And that's official. She said, today I'm ending my campaign for president. 
And she said to our supporters, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now let's go beat Donald Trump and win back the Senate. Why quit so soon? I mean, there's still other debates left, like like Marianne Williamson, who we have coming up uh, in, in a little while. She didn't make the debate, but she's not dropping out. Well, you know, maybe she feels like her work is needed elsewhere right now. This is taking up too much of her focus, and she wants to concentrate on winning back the Senate. I I will say, out of those 10 people that you named, you know, uh, Andrew Yang is like the disruptor, and I I like the disruptors. I like people like Marianne Williamson because she's going to talk about issues like reparations and, you know, uh, a a, a real black agenda that I know a lot of other candidates aren't going to talk about. I wish guys like Tim Ryan were were in the debates because Tim Ryan talks about mental health and social emotional learning a lot. So I think it's certain conversations that need to be on those main stages. You know what I mean? Right, and some people feel like they still might have a chance because there's Mm -hmm. more debates coming. So we'll see. But only three candidates are polling at double digits, and those three candidates are Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. Yep. I'm not mad at that 10, but I want Tim Ryan and Marianne Williamson to be in the debates only because they're talking about issues that I genuinely care about. You know what I'm saying? So I know I know they probably don't got a shot in hell at being president, but just the fact that they're up there talking about those issues, I would like for them to be in those debates. Right. And you know what? Just because you're not going to be uh, in those debates doesn't mean you can't still keep doing your work. And when you're running for president, that doesn't mean the work stops if you don't Absolutely. make it. So. Tim Ryan is a congressman in Ohio. That Mar- work will still keep moving yeah, forward. Yeah. Marianne Williamson is an author, New York Times bestselling author. Like, she, like, the message that she's preaching is, is, is bigger than politics anyway. All right. And, you know, a lot of people are traveling this weekend. It is a holiday weekend. It's a Labor Day weekend. But make sure you check your travel if you're going to certain places like Florida. Uh, because Hurricane Dorian, they said, is getting stronger and could hit the U.S. as a Category 3. So originally they thought it was going to hit Puerto Rico. And fortunately it did not. All right. They managed to avoid Puerto Rico. But... What they are saying is that over the weekend, Labor Day weekend, it will hit Florida, potentially, potentially hit Georgia. And they said even the Carolinas are not out of the question. So just be careful when you're traveling. If you have to fly over any of those places, if you're going there, just make sure you check the weather. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. Yes, that was Front Page News. And uh, like we've been telling y'all, we have 2020 presidential candidate Miss Marianne Williamson coming in next. She has a new book out called A mm-hmm. Politics of Love, a handbook for a new American revolution. So if you're a fan of Marianne Williamson and you've read any of her other six New York Times bestsellers like Tears to Triumph, A Return to Love, A Year of Miracles, The Law of Divine Compensation, just to name a few. And you're going to want to be here to listen to what Marianne Williamson got to say, okay? It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off. And we have 2020 Democratic presidential candidate and author of the new book, A Politics of Love. Marianne Williamson is here. Good morning. Good morning. That's a great title. Yeah. Right now. Look at the subtitle. A Handbook for a New American Revolution. Explain a little bit. I think that we need a fundamental pattern disruption of the economic and social and political status quo in this country. Mm. And I don't think that will come from incremental change. I think we need a genuine nonviolent revolution. You know, and it's a revolution of consciousness. It begins with something inside us and awakening from the delusion that if we just make incremental change or go along with the same old, same old, even the better version of the same old, same old, that that will actually stop the slide that has been occurring for the last 40 years. We have 40% of all Americans who live with chronic economic tension and anxiety. That will not be changed by just tweaking things here and tweaking things there. You need a whole economic overhaul, basically. 
Well, we need to return to the principles Mm -hmm. uh, that this country is founded on. It's principles, not policies, that will change. Because otherwise, even with with deep uh, economic change, those the very things we do that are good can be repealed, that can be changed. We need transformation at a deeper level. And that has to include the consciousness of the American people, which includes the realization that the conventional political establishment is the problem. They're not the solution. Yeah, you know, even when you say return to the the, the principles of America, they, we've never had them. It's never been freedom, justice, and equality for everyone. But that doesn't mean we didn't have the principle. That's mm-hmm. the irony of this country. We do have the principles. The principles which were established in the Declaration of Independence, all people are created equal. God gave all people inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Governments were instituted to per, to secure those rights, mm-hmm. and it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish that government if it fails to do its job. Mm. Those are the principles, and they were established by men who actually were risking their lives to sign that document. But the irony, as we all know, mm-hmm. is that out of 50-some-odd of them, 41 of them were slave owners. Right. Mm-hmm. So that dichotomy has always been there. It is our characterological DNA. We have always, from the very beginning, been both. A mix of those who take this very seriously and mean it, mm-hmm. and those who are very clear that we will not be doing that. Oh, so we do need to alter and abolish this government because they haven't done their job. I, I say with alter. Ooh. Let's go with alter. <laughs> alter. Alter. Now, is it just me, or does the media not give you the coverage it gives other candidates? Uh, uh y- yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand, as a matter of fact, when Joy Reid asked you. Mm-hmm. I saw you. And she said, Wh- who's been on your show really talking about reparations? Mm-hmm. And you didn't mention me. I didn't say your name? No, baby. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned somebody who had said a whole lot less on the topic than I had. Who did I mention? I don't want to say. Cause Kamala? But I don't think I said it in the, like, she was really for it, though. I think but we, it, was, it was the absence of me. I'm it wasn't sorry. that. I no, apologize and, for but that. But I'm just saying it's in the air. It's in the ether. Yeah. like, hello, everybody. Mm-hmm. I said, Charlemagne. Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody that's been talking about it as, as much as you. A lot of the candidates now that, that came out in favor of it, I think it's because you you sparked the conversation. Thank you. But I think the conversation now, because we need to just keep pushing, is between reparations as, quote, unquote, race-based policies versus reparations. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that, to me, is a very important distinction. Because race-based policies, first of all, it leaves open the question whose fault this is. Mm -hmm. It leaves out the historical narrative. It's it's separate. It's separate from what actually happened and what's actually happening. The reason reparations matter, in my opinion, is because they carry moral force. Mm-hmm. It is an in, there is an inherent mea culpa. There is an inherent acknowledgement of a wrong that was done, a debt that is owed, and the willingness on the part of a people to pay it, which then releases spiritual force and emotional and psychological influence and, and impact that that goes beyond just economic restitution. That's kind of like with the opioid addiction. They're paying, right? They have to pay people for destroying their communities. And nowhere near, of course, on the same level, but it's kind of like a smaller version of what we're dealing with as far as reparations for slavery. Yes, absolutely. The idea of, of economic reparation, economic restitution when mm-hmm. a wrong has been done. Absolutely. And, and reparations uh, for slavery should not be seen, I believe, as any different than that. I'm not going to lie, I do forget that you're running for president sometime, only because I just think you're just too good for it. 
Uh, no. I'm serious. I like, think, when I saw you on Bill Maher, I think Bill Maher said that to you. And I'm like, I agree with him totally. Like, I just think you're too good to be running for president. Well, that's very kind of you to say and very generous of you to say. But uh, very ironic. Yeah, we're, we're in trouble. If We're in trouble if that's the case. Yeah. Did you see a big boost after the Democratic debates in Detroit? Because Well, I did. And then I saw a big smear that followed that. You know, they slapped me down real quick as soon as that was over with a... You know, she's anti-medicine, she's anti-science, she's dangerous, she's crazy, she's a crystal lady, she's a grifter. I mean, that was very <laughs> clear. So, um, you know, somebody was like, I thought, gee, I must have upset somebody. You you are, though, kind of, right? You are all those things in a good way, though, right? No, I'm not anti-science in any way, shape, or form. Well, not anti-science. But and I'm not anti-medicine in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not dangerous, and I'm not crazy, and I'm not a crystal lady. Not that I have a problem with crystals, but it's just not part of my thing. And uh, I'm hardly a grifter. You know, you know what else is interesting to me? Like, for years, people have clearly enjoyed the things you said. They've enjoyed the things that you've written, but now that you're running for president, people try to make it seem like you're so crazy. What do you think that's about? What it's about is the fact that we have a gatekeeper class. Ooh. You know, we have a, a political media industrial complex and uh, they have created this illusion, many of them, many of them are wonderful, wonderful people, and the system, it, it's created this illusion that we're to believe now, given the state of this country, and I think it's important that we, we look at this. Donald Trump didn't create all the big pro He didn't create all of it. It created Donald Trump. Mm. Donald Trump didn't create it. He's just this, this, this symptom that emerges from it. But the system, which actually, the, the, we're to believe that only people whose careers have been entrenched for decades in the limitations of the very system that drove us into this ditch are qualified to drive us out of this ditch. Right. And I think we, we the people should go, hell no. We need an yeah. overhaul. Like, no, no, no. And by the way, when you look at slavery to abolition and when you look at oppression of women to suffrage and when uh, women's suffrage and when you look at um, uh, segregation uh, and institutionalized white supremacy to civil rights, in none of those cases did the traditional political establishment of the time wake up one day and say, oh, let's end slavery. Let's give women the right to vote. Let's desegregate. Hell no, that's not what that's happened. Right. It was people, yeah. the mm -hmm. abolitionist movement, the suffragette movement, the civil rights movement. People rose up and people stepped in. And it is time for the people to step in again. All right, we got more coming up with Marianne Williamson, 2020 presidential candidate. And I mean, New York Times bestselling author. Marianne is just a, a great person. But we got more with her coming up on the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show. It's The Breakfast Club. We best playing. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. We got 2020 presidential candidate and author and just overall positive person, my cancer brethren, Marianne Williamson on The Breakfast Club. Now, Marianne, now, now tell us about this new department that you want to develop if elected president, the Department of Peace. Well, you can't just take medicine. You have to cultivate your health. Mm -hmm. Mainstream understanding recognizes this now. We have an integrative, holistic approach to health. And my campaign is about an integrative, holistic approach to healing society. Mm -hmm. our, our current political system is like the old allopathic medicine. You just, just wait till symptoms appear, and then you seek to eradicate or suppress them. We know now that's not the way it works. You have to cultivate peace just like we cultivate health. And these are the things you do which statistically... Uh, indicate there will be a higher level of peace and a lower level of conflict. I didn't and know that existed. 
They, they do. And oh. these factors are not going to surprise anybody in this room. Number one, expand economic opportunities for women. Right. Number two, expand educational opportunities for children. Number three, reduce violence against women. And number four, reduce unnecessary human suffering wherever possible. Because desperate people do desperate things. That's right. So for me, the core value of all domestic and international policy should be whatever helps people thrive. That's where peace comes from. That's where create, uh, uh, a prosperity comes from because it means people get to live their creativity and live their productivity that is already within them. I want the peace builders to be, have an equal place at the table of power as the military. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're on the periphery. That you know, It's kind of like, yeah. well, here's a little bit for you. As opposed to what the military gets, it should be a far more robust partnership between the military and the peace creators. That sounds Who perfectly are our peace normal. creators? It's perfectly normal, <laughs> but it does not serve a short-term profit, profit maximization for defense contractors' bottom line. So it don't make money? It doesn't make money. Yeah. All it does is provide the possibility of a survivable future. We need to shift from a war economy to a peace economy because right now, 53 cents of every dollar goes towards uh, defense. Mm-hmm. However, we want to we really be clear about this. The money that you invest in education and the money that you invest in infrastructure is actually a better economic investment. Did you see the, uh, the, the satire article that the New Yorker did on you? Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it would be funny if it weren't so sad. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, yeah, I even look at that one percent in the Quinnipiac poll today. Mm-hmm. If they had not that done, if they had not done that, part on smear on me, uh, I'd be up at two or three or so possibly you, more. So you think stuff like the New York article hurts? Well, that one that is is a satire. It's it that particular article just made me roll my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the larger narrative of uh, some of the stuff that's been said, of course it did. Did you read the 1619 Project in the New York Times? It's profound yeah. and really pivotal. And I think I emailed you. I think I can't imagine that not getting a Pulitzer Prize. Because I, I, when I read it, I, I thought about, like, yo, with all these conversations about reparations, there's nobody that can read this and not say this community is owed something. That's right. You think these candidates really care about reparations or is it just a good talking point? Oh, I, I, I get that they're good people. I don't think this is about people who don't care. Mm-hmm. I get that it's about people who are themselves so entrenched. If you want to know, and listen, a Democrat has to win in 2020. That's got to be our bottom line. Let's be very clear about that, and I will show up for that. I'm sure we all will. Right. But if you even look at how this campaign is being run from above, DNC, et cetera, that tells you everything you need to know about how locked up the system. Yeah, I'm so scared. I know you got to go. I'm just so scared because, you know, I think about, you know, the last Democratic primary and, like, the DNC basically took it from Bernie Sanders. And I'm thinking about, like, the fact that we know Russians are interfering with the elections. We know voter suppression is real. We saw Mitch McConnell <clears throat> turn down an election security bill. Like, how do we even know the fight is fixed? I mean, the fight's not fixed in 2020. How do we know the fight's fair? Well, the only thing, this is the deal. No matter what they do, and they will be shameless. No matter what the Republicans do, just assume they'll be shameless. Mm -hmm. No matter what the Russians do and assume they'll be something, there's only one thing that can override all of it. And that is if enough of us vote. Right. See, I don't want people to be discouraged and be like, I'm not voting anyway. You have to still go out and vote because they'll make you feel like, well, your vote doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't count. But let's let's deconstruct that. Mm -hmm. Those people have said their vote didn't matter. In too many cases, they've been right. Mm -hmm. So in too many cases, not voting was a rebellion. However dysfunctional you and I might find it, it was a, 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 a passive 
non it was non-resistance it, it was resistance it was passive unwilling it was an unwillingness to participate in a system that people knew was not there for them and about that they were right that's why i thought it was going to be either bernie or trump because they were the only two that named the rage they were the only two that named the despair the only two that validated that it existed not that i'm not saying hillary didn't care but she didn't name it so it was going to be a populist cry of despair or an authoritarian populist of despair. That's why I believe Bernie would have won for two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, then the issue is we have to realize Trump did not win just because of all the people who were so excited about Trump. And if we were to win again, it wouldn't just be because of all the people who were excited about Trump. It's about all those millions of people who didn't vote. Yeah. And if we don't give them something more real this time, why would it be any different? We can't just count on people hating Trump to defeat Trump. Right. We have to inspire something and that only happens if you get real. We're like a, you know what we're like? We're like an alcoholic family system where the kids can feel mommy and daddy aren't talking about what's really true. Yeah, we, we can, can we feel see it. Yeah. And yet that system looks at somebody who's talking a deeper radical truth telling and men don't want her around. Yeah. What does that tell you? Right. We need somebody that's telling the truth and we need somebody that can excite people the way the Popeye's chicken sandwich excited people. Is that an endorsement? No. <laughs> last thing I wanted to ask you was, you've been very consistent on the things that you believe in and things you've been saying, even before running for president. What do you think about candidates who we look at their past and things that they've uh, put into motion? What do you think about taking that into consideration when we look at them today, even if it was something from 10, 20, 30 years ago, and holding them accountable today for that? Because you haven't had issues like that. Well, I'm not a perfect human being. Mm-hmm. None of us are running for saints. Uh, You can look in anybody's past and find things that are cringeworthy, um, myself included. But what about policies that affected people? That's, well, that's different. First of all, my whole campaign is based on the notion that a nation can atone Mm -hmm. and a nation can be redeemed. And I believe that about a nation because I believe that about individuals. So to me, it would have to do as much as much as it matters what happened. It also matters to me what the person has to say about it now. And also, I think, hello, can we get real? To me, it has let, we should be taking a deeper look also at how much money some of these people have taken, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars from the very corporate forces that now they're saying they're going to go to Washington and fight for us. Yeah. Mm. All right. Ms. Williamson, it is always a pleasure talking to you. How do we make sure you're in the next debate? Thank you how so you much. How do we make that happen? Because <sighs> I, I know for a fact ain't nobody going to be talking about reparations <laughs> in the debate that's coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Marianne2020.com or MarianneForPresident.com, whatever. Uh, send me a box. Send me $5. Send me $10. <laughs> send me uh, it's anything your heart says to send me. Mm-hmm. Give me the opportunity to build an infrastructure that can compete. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. It's Marianne Williamson. It's The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, so Wade Robson is upset about this Netflix special that Dave Chappelle has. Now, according to John Branca, who is the co-executor of the Michael Jackson estate, he said Wade's accusations emerged only after his book failed and we turned him down for a job with our Vegas show nine years ago. He couldn't get a job until HBO and Dan Reed hired him. He said he'll say anything to avoid answering the question of why people like Dave Chappelle don't believe him or to address the factual holes and inconsistencies in this one-sided documentary that did not interview a single person other than the two guys and their families who are in it for the money. So 
Wade Robson does not like what Dave Chappelle had to say on Netflix, and he does not like that Netflix would air a new Dave Chappelle comedy special that actually defends Michael Jackson against allegations of molestation. Why? Here Why is Here's the part of Dave Chappelle stand up that upset him. Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years, and this has two new cases. I'm going to say something that I'm not allowed to say. I don't believe these motherfuckers. But I am what's known on the streets as a victim blamer. You know what I mean? Somebody come up to me like, Dave, Michael Jackson was molesting children. Well, what were those kids wearing at the time? Now, according to Wade Robson, he says Netflix is just as guilty as Dave for trivializing and condoning sexual abuse in his new comedy special, Sticks and Stones. Let me tell you something. When I went to see Dave on Broadway, I laughed obnoxiously hard at those jokes just to piss off everyone who I know would be pissed off by those jokes. I'm talking about, like, stomping my feet, ha, ha, putting my head back laughing hard. And I'm going to tell you something else about Wade Robinson. There's three sides to every story, right? It's Wade Robinson's side, it's Michael Jackson's side, and it's the truth. Michael Jackson is dead. Michael Jackson beat those allegations in a court of law. Michael Jackson said he never did it. I don't know if Wade is telling the truth either. So Dave is entitled to have his opinion. If Dave yeah. doesn't believe you, he can say that. It's also a stand-up comedy special, and we already know how Dave Chappelle is. So it is what it is. Either I'm, you like him or you don't. Yeah, and the joke about that joke is that it's so outrageous. There's no point behind that joke other than to make people uncomfortable, and that really is how victim blamers sound. Right. They would say something like that. Like, what was that child wearing? Like, like they would say something yeah, that ridiculous. Yeah, it was definitely a joke. That's the joke. The joke is the, the joke <laughs> like about no that joke. Like, no one can say that. that if you're outrageous. a pedophile, you're a pedophile. Exactly. No matter what anybody's wearing. Absolutely. All right, Wendy Williams is going to cancel more of her tour dates, but... What she is doing is starting to plan a Miami girls trip. So she's having her hot girl summer for sure. The hell is a Miami girls trip? Well, I guess she's uh, going to be partying and going away with her friends. I Listen, I've had many uh, Miami girls trips in my lifetime. Actually, Miami girls trips are some of the most fun trips I've ever had in my life. So um, she's doing a Labor Day weekend vacation. She's going with Nene. Not this weekend. <laughs> Tamar Braxton. Not Hurricane Dorian says, no, you won't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. I told you I was supposed to be in Miami, and that got canceled. So who knows? All right, now a Black Lady Sketch Show has been renewed for season two by HBO. So congratulations, okay, to them. Have you watched it yet? I have seen the pilot episode, and I think I saw. I watched the first three episodes. I didn't so see the far. first three. I saw the pilot, and I think I saw last week. You know what's the fun thing to do? I had some of my girlfriends at my house, and we all watched it together. So there were some sketches that really, really hit. A couple didn't hit as hard, but the ones that we laughed at, we laughed at really hard. Now, that's sketch how sketch is hard. comedy me, is. Me and the wife was laughing at, um, we was, I don't know if that was this past week, but we was laughing at the one where the lady was getting catcalled, and she had the three different people in her brain. Like yeah, that one, must have been last week. I didn't see that one. Yeah, one was insecurity, one was the ratchet thought, and one was the, the, the taskmaster. Mm -hmm. And they all three were trying to figure out what she should do, and she walked by this guy. So I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. And yeah, a lot of times as women, you like want to cross the street and then you'd be like, why didn't they say anything to me? Salute <laughs> to Robin Thiede. I thought Robin Thiede was supposed to come up here. What happened? Uh, got rescheduled. She got rescheduled. All right, so Too Short has signed a huge cannabis deal and that's for his line of pre-rolls. So good for him. Uh, he's jumping into business with Green Holdings Group and White Angel Farms to launch his new line. It's called Too Short Sticks. Who's Too Short? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I should reach out to Too Short. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, the CBD is having a, the CBC is having a panel. And they need a weed 
Congressional Black Caucus. Congressional Black Caucus. They, ha- they need a weed game celeb influencer. Well, there's <laughs> a, a lot panel. of those. Yeah. And now he's one of them. A lot of them ain't available, though. <laughs> it's on a Friday. You know, when you ain't got nothing to do on a Friday, what are y'all doing? Getting high. All right, Pusha T has confirmed that his new album is on the way. And he has a song with Lauren Hill. It's called Coming Home. He also has a song with my girl Cash Doll, and that's called Sociopath. But here is a snippet of Lauren Hill's Coming Home. For more, why am I buying rollies? I got 20 for sure. Still connect with you, it's still hitting the draw. With no J's on, I'm still looking to score. You see, they gave us the started waging a war. Uh, all these lies, they steady telling me. Before Obama, we had Eric B. Or Tony Lewis out in DC. The 80s kingpins gotta free them. All these faces they ain't believing. If no child's left, then how can Your we leave them? You hold on to anything. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, I think Pusha T is one of the most phenomenal rappers to ever pick up a microphone. I I, I think his verses could have been sharper on that record. Oh, and coming home. Yeah, just a little bit more sharper. I don't know. I, I I like the record. I feel like they're relying too much on the beat and the hook. Well, he said this is way more than a song. It's a movement. We are doing everything in our power to bring home men and women trapped behind the wall due to an outdated three strikes drug law. And then he posted the thirdstrikecampaign.com slash coming home to support and learn about the campaign. So you guys can do that. I'm all for that, and I support that. And I think Pusha T is phenomenal. I just think that... I like, I like, push. I've, I've heard sharper Pusha T verses. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, so Charlamagne, coming up next, we got your donkey of the day. Who you giving that donkey to? You know, it is the weekend, and you know, it's Labor Day weekend, it's a holiday weekend, so people, they want to grill, and they want to do cookouts, and all kind of stuff, and in order to do that, you need food, but sometimes you don't have money for food, so sometimes you take penitentiary chances to get food, and that's exactly what these two women in Memphis did, and we'll talk about it for after the hour on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey that. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey <laughs> man, hit it with the heat. Uh, yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Thursday, August 29th goes to a mother and daughter in Memphis. All right, salute to everyone who listens to us on K97 in Memphis. Devin Steele, what's happening, my brother? Uh, thank you for having us on. Uh, I hope these two women I'm about to give Donkey of the Day to aren't your family. Mm. And if they are, you should have give the, gave them a loan so they could avoid the situation they are in right now. Uh, the young women in Memphis are named Felicia Hollins and Gabrielle Hodges. They are a family, okay, a mother and daughter, and they are charged with theft of property and assault. Nothing like being locked up with one of your parents to strengthen your bond. Okay, I was locked up with my father before back in the day. They had us both in jail for less than a gram of cocaine. They pulled him over and found less than a gram of cocaine on him, and they used that minor-ass infraction to come to my mom's house and search it, and they found less than a gram of cocaine in a trash can in, in my room. Actually, it was just cocaine residue in a bag I had in the trash can, and they held me and my pops in jail for a whole weekend over less than a gram of cocaine, okay? Um... Uh, less than a gram of cocaine a piece, actually. Between the both of us, it was only less than a gram of cocaine. So I have a little experience with parent-child incarceration, okay? See, when you're hungry, that means your child's hungry. And if both of y'all got to eat, then, well, you might as well take the penitentiary chance together. And that's exactly what Felicia and Gabrielle did. Uh, would you like to know what they stole and how they stole it? What'd they get? What'd they get? City girls up. <laughs> no? Well, let's go to KCPQ Fox 13 for the report to see if the city girls are truly up. 
Well, after learning about these alleged crab leg culprits, police say Felicia Hollins and Gabriel Hodges are in fact a mother and daughter duo responsible for the theft last week. Detectives say the two walked into the Quince Road grocery store stuffing a purse full of the stolen seafood. Police say when the manager tried stopping the pair, she was reportedly struck twice in the face. Hollins and Hodges were later arrested and detectives say mom and daughter admitted to rolling out without paying a cent. And if you're wondering the value of the crab legs, we've learned it was 200 bucks. You still think the city girl's up, yee? Um, <laughs> I probably would have stole some chicken. <laughs> see, that's the, see? I swear to God, I was, that was my, I, I swear to God, I was thinking in my mind, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be looking at the bright side. At least they weren't stealing chicken. And here you go talking about you just stole the chicken. Oh. I'm so well, sick of hearing about chicken. In a purse? I, I, no, not crab legs, do they? I would think. I'm just sick of hearing about chicken, okay? From Popeye's chicken sandwiches to Chick-fil-A, everybody wants to discuss chicken. Oh, somebody made a beautiful Popeye's chicken cake, sandwich cake. Mm -mm. You got to see it. It looks good. No, I'm over it. Even when I did my podcast <laughs> this week with Andrew Schultz, every conversation turns into chicken talk. I am over it. And I'm, I'm literally sitting here thinking I'm so glad they didn't steal chicken. And well, Angie you know they're bringing us some chicken sandwiches. You don't want it? No, I don't. Who bringing them? Yes. Popeye? <laughs> Popeye? Just checking. Popeye. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm going to salute these women for changing the narrative and stealing seafood, okay? Now, a manager at this store said crab legs and oxtails are the most targeted items in this store. I hope y'all mm. are keeping track of these clues because we are going to play a game of guess what race it is! Also, the manager of this store who tried to stop them. Why? You're a 78-year-old woman. When you're over 70, everything you do is risking your life. So you really want to die for some damn crustacean claws? Those crab legs not dying for you, so why are you trying to die for some damn crab legs? Call the police and mind your business, okay? By the way, it's easy to look at these people and be judgmental, but people out here starving, and they're trying to eat by any means necessary. But that's and not going to stop... That's right. Fancy foods. But that's not going to stop me from giving them the, the credit they deserve for being stupid. Now, let's play a game of Guess What Race It Is! Okay. Angela uh, Yee. I don't want to do this. Mother-daughter uh, <laughs> pair. Memphis, Tennessee. Stole $200 worth of crab legs. The manager of this store says crab legs and oxtails are the most targeted items in this store. Oh, my yes. God. What race it is? I don't want to participate today. I'm going to say they had to be uh, Slovakian. <laughs> <laughs> Drum, since every night here, put the mic to your lips. Drum is Puerto Rican. Yep. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> uh, two women from Memphis, Tennessee. Mother, don't daughter, Don't you do pair. it, Dramos. They stole... Crab legs and the manager of the store says crab legs and oxtails are the most targeted items in this store. Guess what race it is? They gotta be Asian, right? Gotta <laughs> now wait a minute. Angela Yee. Sweet says, and sour oxtails. Angela, <laughs> Angela Yee says what did you say? Slovakian. Slovakian. Drum says Asian. Uh, you are both wrong. <laughs> These two women are black women? No! Yes, they are. I would not have thunk that. Felicia and Gabriel are two black queens from Memphis, Tennessee, who just wanted to eat. All right? If I had, if I lived in Memphis, I would give them the money for the crab legs and the goddamn oxtail so they can enjoy their weekend. All right? Devin Steele, when these young women get out, make sure they get some garlic crab legs on me, <laughs> meaning on you, meaning on iHeart. Uh, All right? Uh, please give Felicia... Oh, what's their names again? Oh, please give Felicia Hollins and Gabriel Hodges the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. Mm.
Charlamagne, thank you so much for that donkey of the day. Now, on the way, we do have Ask Ye. Okay, so make sure you call me up, 800-585-1051, and I will answer any question that you need the answer to. Whatever advice you need, I got you. It could be about relationships. It could be about career. It could be about friendships. It could be about family. Just hit me up, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. What's up? It's Ask Yee. The number is 800-585-1051. You can always hit me up and ask me any question, and I'll try to give you the best advice that I can. All right, so let's talk to Anonymous on line eight. What's up, Anonymous? Hi. Um, how you doing? I'm just so excited because I've been always trying to call to get through. Okay, well, I'm glad you made okay, it through. So- let me pull over real quick. Uh-oh. Um, me and my boyfriend been together for about five years. I'm 25. He, he just turned 30. We have a beautiful two-year-old. And it, it's been a little shaky. You know, we kind of been on the rock. And I just, I, I really don't know what to do. Like, I know it's not me. And I know he loves me. He never cheated on me. You know, the sex is great. I'm a feminist, you know. And it's like, lately, he just don't be into me. Like, I don't know if I'm annoying or what. Mm. So, you feel like he doesn't want to be with you? I, I wouldn't say he don't want to be with me because he won't leave me. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I don't know. I don't want to waste my youth. You know what I'm saying? Just giving so much of myself to a man that I don't really know if I, we really have a future together, you know? And what happens when, when you have these discussions with him? What does he say? Honestly, I told him we should go see a counselor because we, we're about to take a big move down south. Mm-hmm. And I was like, before we move down south, we should go see a counselor because if I keep telling you my problems and you don't think it's a problem, then we maybe we should have a middle person to just see, you know, what a problem That's is. That's a great suggestion. What did he say? He, he said he's with it, but every time I try to get to doing it, he don't want to do it. Well, you need to see what his schedule is and then actually just schedule that to happen. And what about, do you guys do the same things you used to do in a relationship, like go out and cater to each other? We do, but it's not as much anymore because we don't have any babysitters. So mm-hmm. I guess the baby is like kind of putting strain on our relationship. Oh, right now, okay. We at a good place, but then it's like sometimes he'll be in the living room playing the game all night. And it's like, damn, could you come to bed? Right. Can I cuddle? (laughs) I know that feeling. Okay, so it feels like you are feeling a little strained because, of course, once you have kids, that does change their relationship, right? And the amount of time that you guys can cater to each other. And maybe there's things going on that he doesn't even realize is going on in his head. He seems to think everything is okay, even though you keep telling him that it's not. I do agree that a third party would be helpful because that person can discuss and really know what's going on with the ins and outs of your relationships to help him realize some things that he may not even know because just us having this conversation, I probably can't tell enough on what's going on in his head. You know, maybe he's a little jealous. Sometimes uh, a man can get jealous of the time that you even spend with your kids. Sometimes he can feel exhausted by that. So it yeah. might be, it could be all different kinds of things going on. It could be maybe it's you having to make a little bit of more extra effort to make him feel special and cared about because people do get jealous of their kids. 
I just don't want him to get bored with me, you know? Right. And I don't... And I don't and I, I'm boring. It's been five... I feel like we reached that five-year mark, so it's like, what else? Right. You know? And sometimes people just get in a routine and a rut, and they take things for granted. Yeah. You know, but thank you so much, Angela. Listen, I think you need to schedule that appointment, though. I think that's a great suggestion for you guys to be able to voice your opinions on each other. And even if he has to spend some time alone with the counselor, also to find out things he might not be able to say in front of you right now, just to help him sort out his feelings, also. But I think it's a great suggestion for you guys to go. So I, I suggest you go ahead and schedule that like immediately. Thank you. And I also got that idea from Charlemagne because he always talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's best that I want my son to see me being a happy mother. You know, that's important to me. Right. So, it sounds like you have all the right ideas. You just got to implement them. Right. But thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay, good luck. I hope y'all work things out for real. Thank you. I'm going to invite you to our wedding one day. Okay, I can't wait for that. See, now we got real high hopes. I'm there. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yes, that's Askey. If you got more questions for Angie Lee, reach out and touch us at 1-800-585-1051. Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Yes, the number is 1-800-585-1051 if you have any questions for Askey. Now, you know it's also Michael Jackson's birthday. So coming up next, DJ Envy, you got a Michael Jackson mini mix for us, right? It's The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it is time for Ask Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and we have another anonymous caller on the line. What's up? Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. I was calling because, like, I had been in a relationship since I was 14 for 18 years now. We have five kids together, and they're all his. But, you know, I just recently caught him cheating, so... Um, I decided to move out this time. It didn't bother me because I know being together this long and for all these years, things happen. But, you know, I just wanted a break, even myself, to get away. But I moved in with my father, and, like, I know I heard Charlemagne talk about, like, men at 30 and stuff aren't supposed to be living with their parents. But it's okay for a girl because, you know, it's hard out here for women. So... But I've been here now a year and a half, and I'm ready to get my family back together. But I just don't know if he's learned his punishment or not yet. Ooh, there's a lot of things going on here. Number one... Right. It's not okay to cheat just because y'all been together for a long time and things happen. That still doesn't justify it. I just want you to know that for yourself. Okay. You cannot tell yourself it's okay. You can't say it didn't really bother you. It did bother you. Yeah, it did. That's why I left. You know, this time I'm like, we're too old for it. Now I do have five kids. I didn't cheat on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, that happened in the past, but no, all your kids are yours. And that's a big accomplishment nowadays. You know what I'm saying? To have five kids by one man and to be with somebody for 18 years. Right. And also a big accomplishment is to be with somebody and be faithful to that person and not cheat and not lie to them and not make them feel bad. And I don't like how you're justifying, like, him doing the things that he's doing just because it's been a lot like that is out the door okay he should care more about your feelings and about you he's known you since you were 14 years old so the fact that he could treat you that way is inexcusable now you said you put him on punishment so your intention was always to get back together with him you just wanted him to be punished yeah just to understand like you did hurt me and i hope that you know you can just want me back more than ever I guess I don't know but I just know I needed a break too it just mm-hmm. but now it's like I want my family back I'm okay. tired of being at my dad's house you know and like that's like 
was the main support system of my kids. I don't trust nobody else to help me watch them and stuff like that. So, so what's going to change now that he's, quote, off punishment and you want your family back? What's going to change now moving forward? I don't know. That's why, like, I'm just confused. I'm like, should I still just keep staying to work it out at my dad's house till it can get clear? Because other than that, I don't know. I just need to what does what does he want to do? Um, he wants to move back in with the kids and stuff too. We talk every now and then, but I just don't feel like we're there yet. Like, I okay, just, like, not, well, baby girl, there's your answer. You don't feel like you're there yet. Now. It can't be we just talk every now and then. There has to be some real change. And it can't be you leaving because you're, you're punishing him. You felt like you needed a break, so you did that for yourself. So I need you to make sure that you are strong enough to handle this. And if you do want to go back, what is he going to do? You can't just leave and then come back to the same exact thing again. Yeah. Yeah, cause, um, yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. I just, you know, just want more help with the kids and stuff. But he stuff. I don't know because there's always women out here, cell phones out there. I don't know. He still has something to prove to you. Yeah. So he has to understand that. So I want you to stop making excuses for him. I want you to not think of this as a punishment for him, but more of a you getting yourself together, getting stronger for yourself and for your children. Because at the same time, you don't want your five kids to see their daddy treating their mom anyway. Yeah. Most definitely. That's why I chose to leave, you know. And I was like, I just don't want them to see that no more or even to grow up for my younger kids, you know, so. Well, girl, he's got to earn your trust back. Yeah, and that's the biggest part, you know, just to earn the trust back. And I, that part is what I'm still confused on, on how to even get my trust back. I don't know. Okay, well, while you're confused, okay, I think you should stay where you are while you're confused and you're not sure about that. And he has to take those steps to show how much he loves you and how much he really needs you and wants you and wants his family back. And he has to prove that to you. You're not proving anything to him. He has to show you. Yeah, okay. All right, and take take your time. This is your life. So take your time until you feel like you're ready. And even if you don't feel like things are going to work out, that's okay too. But just trust yourself. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, no problem. Good luck. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, that's Ask Ye. If you ever got a question for Angelie, all you got to do is call us on Wednesdays and Thursdays around this time of day. What time of day is it? Eight something? Yeah, depending on where you are. Yeah. Depending where you are. After donkey of the day. After donkey of the day. You can ask Ye whatever the hell you want to ask, all right? When we come back, we got the rumor report. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, so Shaq has invested in Papa John's, and people wanted to know why that happened, why it went down. Well, he explains what made him decide that was a good investment for him and why he felt he needed to do that. The Papa John situation, I realized that there was a problem there. They didn't have any diversity on the board and <clears throat> always wanted to become a franchisee, not for money purposes. One day I was uh, reading an article and it was talking about the best retired athletes, businessmen, and I thought my name was going to be at the top. So when I saw my name wasn't at the top, because look, I'm a competitor, I like challenges, you know, got me to thinking. I mean, I don't see the problem with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you ever heard of a guy named Junior Bridgman? 
Junior Bridgman owns over like a hundred Wendy's and like over a hundred Chili's. He's a former NBA player. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And he wasn't even an all-star or a superstar. He just started off back in the day with franchising and I mean, shoot, he's rich forever because of it. Right. You got to do something with your money, especially when you see some people doing well and some people... Absolutely. More people not. Absolutely. So, and you know, if you see some place that needs some diversity and people are still going to buy Papa John's pizza, why not come in and try to help out with the issue? Absolutely. All right, now let's talk about Method Man. Congratulations to him. He has landed some roles in Waldo and in Concrete Cowboys. So Concrete Cowboys is inspired by the real-life Fletcher Street Stables, a black urban horsemanship community which existed in Philly for more than 100 years, providing a safe haven for the neighborhood. And Waldo, he's going to be alongside Mel Gibson. Uh, and So that's going to be good. It's following a disgraced LAPD detective who spent the past three years living off the grid. All right, Nick Cannon. <laughs> he is speaking on Diddy and Lori Harvey's relationship. And he has some strong words for Steve Harvey and how he would feel if he was Steve Harvey. Check it out. 22 and 49. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I'd be heartbroken if that was my daughter. To each his own, but I, I would feel like fathers, I failed as a father. I think most if I'm fathers, sitting across from the table with a dude the same age as me that's dating my daughter. I'm not going to go that far. And I, 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 I do agree I would probably be disappointed, but I'm not going to feel like I'm a failure as a father. Because, I mean, listen, there's nothing legally wrong with, with what Diddy and Lori are doing. Right, mm -hmm. and I guess morally it's just it's, it's subjective. It's though, right? weird. That's all. Yeah. But I don't. I wouldn't say you failed as a father. Yeah, you're not gonna say you failed as a father. Like, I, no, no. But I guess Nick Cannon is saying he would feel that way. I don't know. I would feel awkward. You know what I'm saying? Sitting across from the table, that's a man, that's my age, and you dating my daughter. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be like, bro, what's up with you? You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to like I failed as a father. All right, Little Nas X, Old Town Road, was nominated for a Country Music Award. So congratulations. After they said it couldn't be on the country charts, now it's being nominated for a Country Music Award. That's so. right, Little Nas. You ride, you ride <laughs> that, that, that horse till you can't no more. All right, and All right. Sasha Obama is going to college. She's going to go to University of Michigan. So congratulations to her. She was spotted attending freshman orientation at the Ann Arbor School this week. I actually was just in Ann Arbor. My cousin just graduated from University of Michigan Medical School, and he got married in Ann Arbor also. So uh, shout-out to Sasha Obama. Time don't wait for nobody. I can re literally remember them little, like little girls kids. walking out on stage <laughs> with Barack when he became president-elect. Nah, she off to college. Mm -hmm. All right, the Video Music Awards, they saw record low ratings for the third year in a row. It pulled in 1.93 million viewers, and it was the lowest rated show in its history. <laughs> well, first of all, you laugh like I that. don't know who that host was. That's number one. Mm -hmm. You know what I hate about the VMAs? The VMAs always have the best host during the pre-show. Like two mm -hmm. years ago when I hosted it, it was Khaled, Lizzo, and me. This year it was like Terrence yeah, J, Terrence. Nessa, like... They, they those hosts be better than the people that they actually have on the main stage. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was just me. I didn't know who he was either. I don't. I still don't I know who that is. I felt a little out of touch. You I know? still don't know who that is. All right, and French Montana was on with Angie Martinez, and he talks about how he got into that altercation on the street in New York City. If you guys missed it, he was captured on camera yelling at his security guard, and he also knocked a camera phone out of another man's hand. Well, he went on Angie Martinez's show and explained what happened. I hit the streets after my own friend started fighting. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, what on? happened? We had went to the um to um to the strip club. Then after the strip club, on our way, we stopped to get some some chopped cheese. Then um my boy just started arguing. Next thing I turned around, they started fighting. My security's in the car asleep. I don't blame him though. Cause you had him out all night. Yeah, so I don't blame him. But it's like you know that's why I was yelling, you were yelling at, him, at the security. I, like, I shouldn't be the one breaking up a fight. But it was like, it was only us. 
Right, right. It wasn't like no outside people. I get it, and I understand why French is mad, and you know you do got to be on top of your team. But yeah, he was breaking up a fight, and yeah, yeah, but you can't to. talk to your people like that. He talked to his security guard crazy. Yeah, if you if you talk to your security guard like that, then you don't need security. He's gonna step out the way when something happens. But, no, but I'm just saying, if you can talk to your security guard like that, then clearly you don't need security. Okay. Because you can You're beat right. the security. <laughs> like, there's no need. To, like, I don't. I don't talk to my people like that. That's disrespectful. All right, and I just want to bring to your attention. You know what a horror uh, movie fan I am. So it, chapter two is coming out, and that comes out in theaters on September sixth. So you know I'm gonna be right there. I think I get back from vacation right after that, and I am going straight to the movie theater to see it, chapter two. If y'all saw the trailer for it, I mean, and, and you saw the first it then you are definitely going to want to see this. So you get to see the Losers Club reuniting 27 years later. Adults are trying to finish off the evil clown Pennywise for good. The trailer alone had me scared to death. So you know I'm going to go to the movies to be scared. Nah, I don't pay people to scare me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't go to see horror I movies. I do. I enjoy it. Especially on a date night. You get that adrenaline going and then you go home afterward. And I'm definitely not going to see it. If I want to be terrified by some clowns, I'll just go on Twitter. I didn't used to be scared of clowns until I started watching it. But anyway, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Oh, and next up, we got DJ Envy's People's Choice Mix. He's been really quiet this morning, but he is going to um, DJ. Man, stop and- lying. <laughs> DJ Envy is not here, okay? He has not been here for the past He's two been really, days. really, really quiet. I have no idea why he does this, <laughs> all right? But whatever, man. DJ Envy's People's Choice Mix is up next. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Let's show The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. DJ Envy is on vacation. Uh, yesterday was Angela Yee Day, huh? Yes, I had a great time, and I want to thank everybody who came out to support. I met so many people. I took, like, a billion pictures, but it was great for me to be out in the neighborhood where um, I live, because I still live in Bed-Stuy now, and see people that I grew up with, people that have known me since I was a kid. Even my mom came out, my aunt, my cousin. So I appreciate everyone showing support. BP Records in particular, they brought out so many amazing artists to come and perform. Christopher Martin brought out a lot of his own friends to come perform. So thank you so much again to everybody who came out and participated in Angela Yee Day, Wingstop for all the food. Thanks to our Brooklyn Borough President, uh, Eric Adams, who came through as well and helped support Angela Yee Day. They already asked me about next year, so that's a good sign. So, again, even though it was raining, it was so much love in there. There was no issues. Everybody had a great time. It was very active. A lot of kids, a lot of families. Just amazing. So, I feel blessed. Word. And uh, salute to Marianne Williamson for pulling up today. Uh, she's got a new book out called The Politics of Love. Marianne is one of those people who I just think is necessary to be on that debate stage because of the issues that she's talking about. Like, she's a disruptor. She's talking about things that other candidates aren't talking about. So I hope that she makes the next debate because she didn't make this one. All right. Now, um, Politics and love go together. Who would have thunk it? Hmm. Maybe they do in a strange way. Maybe you need more love in politics. Maybe that's the problem. You got all of these political figures that don't give a damn about the people. They don't really love the people. You know what I'm saying? They love money. Mm -hmm. They don't really love the people. So maybe you do need more love in politics. But uh, also, you know, yesterday we had Nicole Hannah-Jones on the Breakfast Club talking about the 1619 Project. And uh, she said that this was going to happen. So you can go to the New York Times building on 40th Street for as long as supplies last. And you can pick up the 1619 Project. It is a great project to pick up and read this holiday weekend, okay? Okay, we got the positive note when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's Thursday. It feels like a Friday to me. It does feel like a Friday, but it's the Friday because it's the goddamn holiday weekend. All weekend starts now, damn it. Yeah, and I had a very long, 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 long week, so it's going to feel good for me to have a little break 
after planning everything for Angela Yee Day and getting it all together. I feel glad that everything happened. It was smooth. And people had a good time, so that was most important. But Charlamagne, give us that positive note of the day. Well, first of all, I just want to say a salute to everybody that's going on vacation this weekend. Um, enjoy yourselves. Uh, DJ Envy is not the brightest, but one thing that he what? did, one, one, smart, <laughs> one smart move he made was that he took vacation early. Yeah, so he, I'm going to follow his here. lead. Nobody <laughs> knew. We're like, where's Envy? Exactly. So I'm going to follow his lead. But uh, the positive note comes from our guest today, Marianne Williamson, man. Marianne Williamson once said, love is what we are born with. Fear is what we learn. The spiritual journey is the unlearning of fear and prejudices and the acceptance of love back in our hearts. Love is the essential reality and our purpose on earth. To be consciously aware of it, to experience love in ourselves and others is the meaning of life. Meaning does not lie in things. Meaning lies in us. Have a good weekend. Breakfast club, bitches. Are y'all finished or y'all done?